Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show, my special guest is going to share his journey uh, from being the head of one of the oldest lumber yards or lumber uh, companies in the US to an awakening of his soul. So some of us call that the longest journey from your, heart, from your head to your heart. Uh, but before we get into the interview today, I want to make sure that if you are watching this interview on YouTube, that you click the link below this video after the interview to go through uh, to do my 30-second quiz to find out what's blocking you from success in your life. And if you're watching this on mymovies.com, make sure that you leave your email address so we can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video equals for free. So let me introduce you to my special guest today, Mr. Kevin Hancock. Hi, Kevin. How are you today? Natalie, hello. I'm, I'm very well, thank you, and it's a pleasure to be on your show. I am really looking forward to this uh, conversation today. You have a new book out which is called uh, Not For Sale, Finding Center in the Land of Crazy Horse. Um, so I'm imagining that part of your journey uh, has to do with Indigenous wisdom, uh, which is one of my favorite subjects. Uh, so why don't we, we start with your story, like, you know, you were, you know, the head of it, like, this is like a family run and had been a family run company for generations, right? Correct. Six generations. Our company goes back to 1848. Wow. So you're running this this company, you have all this uh, responsibility on you. So to tell us, you know, the journey of where you started from there and how you, you went on this awakening journey. Sure. So when, um, well, I didn't see any of it coming, um, but I was I was paying attention just enough to, to, to keep up as things started to unfold. But in 2007, the housing and mortgage markets collapsed nationally, and it had a really big impact on uh, many companies, including ours. And in 2010, at the peak of that collapse, I began to have trouble speaking, Natalie. When I went to talk, all the muscles in my throat would um, spasm and squeeze and contract, and talking got uh, quite difficult to the point where I often couldn't really say much. And after traveling to a series of doctors, I finally was diagnosed with spasmodic dysphonia, which is a rare neurological voice disorder that affects only speech with no known cause and no known cure. The primary treatment is a uh, periodic Botox injection um, on the chemical side and then on the spiritual side more powerfully it's seeking the um, the most calm inner state you can be in so that really forced me to stop and think uh, to lead differently to think about my own life differently um, and anyway in 2012 when the economy had stabilized and I could see our company was going to, to be fine and, and go on to do well. I had a growing feeling, which I resisted for a while, uh, that I was time to serve myself a bit more and uh, find my balance, search for my voice. And that summer, I picked up a copy of National Geographic. The Pine Ridge Indian Reservation was on the cover. Um, I opened the article. The article came right out of the magazine and grabbed me and pulled me into the article like I'd never been grabbed before. And I finished that article and said to my wife, I'm going to go there. I want to see what life is like for the people who live there. And that became a, um, a transformational decision for me. I've now been there nine times. And uh, what started out as a journal turned into a, a book. And it um, changed my life in a lot of positive and wonderful ways. Right. So, um, I mean, I, I, a lot of people that are watching this show that are in our community will probably understand when we have one of those moments 
that uh, is, is a changing point or when you get that idea or you read that article or you meet that person um, and it's something that you can't ignore that you just have to you know that you have to, to follow through so um, so you're at you so you're on the reservation how long were you there yeah the first trip was October of 2012 and it was designed uh, to be just a three-day visit and even then Natalie on that first trip I felt I needed an excuse that I that it wouldn't even then be okay to go just for me so I decided I would go and look at uh, the housing issues that they have which are substantial and I was interested in those issues um, but something deeper was calling me there so anyway that first trip was uh, three days had no plan at the time to go back and and uh, but once I went there once and met the people and got connected to the place and learned their story. I um, could not stop going back. Wheels were set in motion that were, were much bigger than me at that point. And I felt like I actually felt like I was, um, I was following. And as you referenced, that, that transition from that long journey from living with your head to living with your heart was, um, was kicking in. And I had, was just awake enough to know that at times you have to follow <laughs> and that something's calling you. Uh, the Lakota have a great little phrase that I've come to love. The, um, the spirits will meet you halfway. Right. Um, but you have, to, you have to be seeking, you have to be searching, and you have to be looking or else you're going to miss it. And you also have to be trusting that when you, you have these, yeah, these ideas and, the, you know, and, and that, that may seem crazy to you, and I, and I can see that you were logically justifying it with, oh, I'm going to check out the housing, um, but you knew deeper down that this was something that you, you couldn't ignore and that you had to follow through on. So can you tell me, um, you know, what influence, so it's, I'm assuming it was the Lakota people that were on the reservation that you're at, you know, what influence or what lessons were they able to impart for you? Yeah, so so there there were many. I, I ended up seeing um, in their spirituality, in their stories, um, a set of values and lessons that are really relevant for modern life in a 24-7, bigger, better, more, internet-wired, go, go, go world. And the, the big one, um, the, the two big ones were, were one, um, serving yourself, searching for your own true voice, finding quiet and peaceful ways to stop and listen to the whispers of your own soul. That was the first big lesson. And the second what was this um, notion that we're all related. The, the, the Lakota say, mita kue oyasin, which means uh, we're all brothers or all things are one thing. And and this notion that everything that lives, has lived or shall live, is all made up of the same stardust and particles. It all came from the same source, and it is all connected. And once you go back to see it, once you start seeing other people that way, other living things that way, it, it's, it's a complete paradigm shift that... Um, that I also think the world needs really now needs really badly right now because there's so much tribalism in the world today. Small groups banding together and excluding um, others. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I've just uh, was uh, at my transformational leader council meeting last week, and uh, this was a big point of discussion for us um, about you know how we can show up differently to. Um, 
to to uh, take down these invisible barriers, you know that we that we uh, you know ridiculously impose. Because you're right, we are all one. We all are the same people. We we're basically you know these incredible souls, you know walking around in these meat suits that we put labels on that don't really mean anything when you understand the essence of who we really are. Um, so yeah. Right. No, and I would just say it's. Um... It's so fun to talk to you because so many of the ideas that I just hear you speaking to were ideas that I encountered on my own uh, there as well. And one that I write about extensively in the book is uh, this notion that, that we are surrounded by artificial barriers that, that we've convinced ourselves are real, but they're not. For example, every time I leave the reservation and I drive from South Dakota to Wyoming, I stop at that artificial boundary line, the sign, and I smile and I laugh and I take a picture of it because we've convinced ourselves that lines like that are real, but um, they're really not what we think they are. Yeah. So out of the, the lessons that um, and the wisdom that was imparted upon you, what do you think is the, the number one uh, lesson or piece of, a piece of advice that you apply in your life every day that you think has made a big difference? It's um, strengthening the voices of others, and this was a, this this lesson was a combination of uh, my own voice disorder plus what I saw at Pine Ridge. What I saw at Pine Ridge was a um, uh, was a story of those who had power overreaching, going too far, and taking more than they than they should have. Which, when you step back and look at the history of the planet is a story that has played out time and time again mm -hmm. in human history that leaders often go too far and that in the Aquarian age the number one leadership trait is actually restraint which is having the power but not using it and I came to see the loss of my voice which I originally thought was a problem or a disability, the partial loss of my voice, as a blessing and a calling to do what I could to help strengthen the voices of others, especially those who don't feel uh, like they've been heard, either in a community like Pine Ridge that does not feel heard for historic reasons, or in a business setting where often, if you're not careful, many of the people that work in a company can feel like they're just workers and that what they think doesn't really matter. So I've been able to take that idea and um, use it pretty much everywhere I go, whether it's Pine Ridge, South Dakota, or Hancock Lumber Company in Maine. Yeah, awesome. So when you look back at the life that you had before you met the Lakota, uh, what were some of the things that um, I wouldn't say that you would do differently? Because I think you know, or you probably agree with me that everything happens for a reason, and and that this is the reason that you know, that this journey that you were on. But if someone was on that path, you know, some things that they, you know, might be able to change or improve um, to be able to improve the, the quality of their life. I was much more, um, much more dogmatic than uh, I had my own view of pretty much everything as we all do. And, and that's fine. You know, we're all human. So we have our own view, but, but I, I, I was, um, I couldn't really see often how other people could have a different view, and I've totally learned to um, to, to to embrace that. You know that that it's the symphony of voices that um, 
makes the magic or the music, and that that if everyone had the same view, it, it wouldn't actually be even healthy or productive or dynamic. So it's learning to um, to have a perspective, to share a perspective, but not to share it, to try not to share it in an imposing or overbearing way, and to hear other people's perspectives, not for the sake of changing them, but just to uh, have heard them. Yeah. No, I, I for a very long time, I've, I've had, I've been of the opinion that uh, opinions are neither right or wrong, but they are based on our experience and our life and our environment up until that point. Um, and if we don't, if we, if we miss the opportunity of sitting in conversation to hear somebody else's opinion, and again, it may not change our opinion at all, but at, at least it can expand our opinion because now we know, you know, what different people will think about a similar subject. Um, but it, it, it hasn't made sense to me for a long time to be so, you know, um, cling on to the the opinion because it's it's not right or wrong. It's it's just an opinion. So, so right. I can hear what you're saying there. Yeah. And and, that's, and I think that's part of some of the challenges that we're facing in the world at the moment is we we don't we're, we're missing the opportunity to sit down in conversation and open up to empathy to be able to hear the other person's side of the story. You know. I completely agree. And my book uh, my book deals with this in a in a pretty deep way. I think that um, that awareness and connectivity in and of themselves are really powerful acts and people ask me what I do at Pine Ridge and I say um, well I don't really do anything there <laughs> I just go to um, to serve myself and to connect with the people that are there and just to be aware of them and I, and I found I believe I found there that just that act of um, being interested, being present, seeing them as humans, listening to what they have to say that that is the powerful act it's not, um, it doesn't have to even translate into an agenda or an action step. It's just awareness and, and connectivity and seeing, um, back, backing your circles up far enough so that you could see the entire planet as a single tribe. And I think there is a day far, far in the future when all of the artificial boundaries that you spoke of and the tribalism will look, um, silly and foreign but we've got a long ways to go but I do think it starts it starts by everyone just trying to become more connected and aware and and listening without judging yeah I agree and I think the first way that we do that is to emotionally distance ourselves from the situation so if you if you are going into a conversation with an opinion that you are very emotionally attached to it's very difficult for you to see anything but your opinion um, and if you have the ability to be able to step back from that and go, okay, with an open heart, um, uh, to be able to listen intently, you know, and and really listen to somebody else's um, side of things, I think that really helps a, a lot. Right. So, so who are the people do you think that would really benefit from reading your amazing book, Kevin? Yeah. So I think that um, I think anyone. On one level, I think any any human being can find meaning in it, honestly, Natalie, because yeah. because I think each soul on this planet is here. Um, as I like to say, we all come from a tribe. We were all born into a tribe, but each soul is here to find his or her own voice and transcend the the dogma of our local village. Um, if you will, and so I, I honestly think 
whether you come from Pine Ridge, a place like Pine Ridge, or you come from um, a 24-7 go, go, go community like the business world on the East Coast of the United States, um, that anyone could benefit. I think particularly perhaps young people heading out into the world or adults at kind of that midpoint in their lives can also really, those transformational times that, that are universal, I think anyone in one of those also could, could benefit. Beautiful. So uh, so last, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you and, and get their hands on the book? Yeah, so the, uh, the, the best place to connect with me uh, to check out the book or to order the book is right on the book's website, which is www.kevindhancock.com. KevinDHancock.com, and um, I see and sign all orders placed on that site. People can communicate with me on that site. Um, the book's also available on Amazon and many other places, so there are lots of good places to, to get it, but the book website's a, a great place to go. Beautiful. Well, thank you for joining me, Kevin. It's been a fantastic conversation with you, and I'm glad that we get to share this with the community. Thanks for joining me. I'm honored you had me, and thanks for everything you do, Natalie. Great job. Wonderful. So guys, I encourage you to share this video and you can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Uh, also remember if you're watching this on YouTube, click the link below to do my 30 second quiz to see what's blocking your success and leave your email on the page here so you can get the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course if you're watching this on mymovies.com. Don't forget to click on the banner which will go through to Kevin's site so you can find out all about the book um, and his amazing journey. And until next time, remember to live large. Choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.